Are you a bride chilla or groom chilla? Spend 30 minutes with Bride Chilla podcast host Alicia and you will be. So let's get planning. There is nothing that delights me more than being in the supermarket and watching an old person get angry with the stupid supermarket self-service computer. I am Alicia. I am the host of the Bride Chiller podcast. This isn't just me whinging. Uh, this is a wedding planning podcast. If you're new to the show, that's what you're going to get. Lots of wedding planning advice and me whinging. Not even whinging. Actually, it was just a funny thing. I just watched an old man literally punch the screen <laughs> and I couldn't. I just I wanted to help him, but I also wanted to continue to watch what he was going to do next because he was very frustrated. As you do get frustrated, I don't know if wherever you live, you have the experience, but in, uh, <laughs> oh, I'm, just, I'm still seeing him. He literally did this, like, <laughs> I'm sorry if that hurt your ears, but <laughs> it made a noise. I was like, oh, fuck, it's going to smash. It's frustrating, but these stupid computers, you know, they go, please remove the thing from the bag. And you're like, I haven't put the thing in the bag. Fuck's sake. And then the special service supermarket person comes over and goes, ugh. And you don't know if they're sighing at you or if they're sighing at the machine. They're probably just sighing at their lives because they have to deal with the machine and deal with people like me and deal with the guy that goes. And uh, (laughs) that's where I've just literally come from it. Had to tell you all about it. In today's show, not even going to pause. In today's show, I am answering your wedding planning conundrums, questions, issues, problems. I don't know. Lots of other things that relate to trying to plan a wedding without losing your brains, your marbles, your sanity, because that's what it really all comes down to. We are here. I am here. We is in the royal way. It's just me. Anyone else here? No? No? No, it's just me. I'm here to help you out, and uh, I'm a truth teller. I tell it like it is, and I don't hold back. So if you're offended, watch out. If you're easily offended, don't know if this is the show for you. Wanted to uh, start the program, the program, with a lovely email from Emily Forrest. Uh, she got in touch and she said, I wanted to thank you for your podcast being a shining beacon of inclusion in an industry inundated with heteronormativity. Oh my Christ. Heteronormativity. 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 Gosh, it's a big word. It sounds, it makes Emily, it makes me, I'm glad, I, th- I know it's a compliment. But now I feel a bit dumb because I can't read it. My girlfriend, now fiancé, congrats, and I got engaged a couple of months ago and I started listening to your podcast at the beginning. I'm at episode 68. Well, Emily's not going to hear me mispronounce that for a little while. It seems like everything in the wedding industry is divided up with male and female, bride and groom, husband and wife. And it's so nice to listen to your podcast and hear lovely people talk about bride and bride, groom and groom. Plus, it was so lovely to hear Blake Skellerup talk about planning his gay wedding. Thank you for being so inclusive of all types of couples. Oh, well, Emily, it is absolutely my pleasure and it's the least that I can do. I think talking about diversity, no matter how we label diversity, and we shouldn't be labeling anyone, but the idea is that you know we should all be able to get married no matter who we're getting married to, no matter how we look, no matter what our belief systems are, we should just be able to crack on and do what we want. And that's really the least I can do. And also, like I've said a hundred million times, I don't know why the rest of the wedding industry hasn't 
like cottoned on to this because regardless of your religious affiliations or belief systems, if you're running a business, you should be allowed to, well, not allowed, you should be welcoming everyone involved because if people were a lot more inclusive in the wedding industry, they're fucking idiots, they would be making a lot more money, let alone the fact they should just be morally more open to allowing people to get married because they love someone else and they want to share it with their family and friends. Duh. Gosh, get a business planner on board, open your doors. It's the pink dollar and the blue dollar and the pink and blue dollar. That is my very politically correct response to you, Emily. I'm delighted that you are enjoying the show. And look, I am hoping to do more. Well, I say gay friendly episodes. I think, as you said, all my episodes are same sex couple friendly because that's the whole point. And I also think that a lot of the information I give obviously can be transposed no matter what your gender is. So it shouldn't be a problem. But, you know, if you have questions specifically for same-sex couples and also if you're having issues with vendors, let me know because I will name and shame them. Oh, my word. Don't be not, don't be not serving people because of their sexual preferences. That is fucked up. Ding, 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 ding. I'm doing some music because I was angry then and I had to calm down before I moved on to the next uh, email because I didn't want to, like, transition with anger. Do, 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 do. This is from Haley. Haley, that wasn't a copyright infringement by any sort. I just made that made that up. Firstly, I would like to say I love your podcast. Thank you again. Uh, not only for all of the great advice and tips and interviews you have done, but also for your blunt and direct ways. I love it. And actually, how ironic. This is not her saying. This is me. Uh, I'm interrupting myself. How ironic. I've just been very blunt. So it all works out. I love people who are upfront with their expectations and have no problem saying that they have fallen short. True. So thank you for your help. Second, help. She's written, she's written in capitals. My cousin and I do not get along. We have never been able to play nicely and each uh, with each other since we were children. Mm-mm. Now, now we're both adults, right? We've grown up. It is at the point where I never speak with her and I very rarely speak with my aunt and uncle, her parents. But you're smart. You probably already know that. This is true. I've put two and two together. I think everyone else out there might have done that too. I started planning my wedding in October of 2015. My wedding is in 50-ish days from now. I was not going to be inviting that side of the family. This blow was cushioned by the fact that she lives in a different state. And it wouldn't seem weird not to invite them because they didn't have the money or the, for the travel expenses. Fair play. Totally makes sense. But, uh-oh, we always worry when we hear the but. <clears throat> that was my <clears throat> But within the last month, her husband found out he will be, <laughs> of course he would. Her husband found out that he will be out of town at the time of my wedding. So she thought it would be a great idea to come and visit family. And yep, that month falls just over our wedding. Now I have made this boundary because she has never been kind to me and I don't want to give her any more ammo to use against me and try and hurt me. So for a while I was standing my ground and my family supported that. Until today, my aunt sent in her RSVP with a note attached. Oh geez. In quotes, Lindsay and Thomas, her one-year-old son, will be in town at the time and would like to join us to celebrate the wedding. Oh, no, she didn't. I wrote it word for word. 
Alicia, what on earth do I do? To me, that doesn't sound like a question. And a part of me wants to say, to hell with it, let her come. Make my planner work extra hard to keep her away from me on the night and create less drama. Uh, Well, less drama for future family events like Thanksgiving and Christmas. The other part of me is thinking, well, no, hell no. She's never been happy for me. She's never been interested in what I'm doing. And she's only interested in making herself look better. I cannot allow such a toxic human to come to my wedding. Please give me the right words to respond to this. And what do I do? Sorry for such a freaking long and jumbled email. You don't have to apologize, Haley. You had a lot to say. Okie dokie. This is tricky, but I think it's quite open and simple because I think you have answered your own question at the end of the email. I do believe you've used the words, why would I, I cannot allow such a toxic human being to come to my wedding. I pretty much think that's your answer. I don't think this woman should be coming to your wedding. I think you don't see her, you're not close with the extras in the family and I think that having her there seems like it's really burdening you it's a stress so I really believe in this situation if your auntie has been quite uh, direct with you then you can be quite direct in a very polite broad chiller way back and make it known that unfortunately um, she wasn't invited I know you've said give me some wording so I think if you want to fob it off and say, look, unfortunately, we've already made arrangements for headcount and we're over numbers. So unfortunately, at this stage, um, we'll have to ask her not to be attending the wedding. Or you could even be ballsy and just be honest and say, listen, auntie, I'm sorry that I don't really feel comfortable. And this is ballsy. I'm, granted, I we haven't seen eye to eye in the past. And I'm although I'm delighted that she is wanting to attend the wedding to wish us well on this particular day, I don't feel comfortable with her attending. Now, I know this is easy for me to say I'm not a member of your family. I'm going to deal with the shit afterwards. But I also think that this, as I say, is the one day you can actually say, I'm sorry, I don't want you there. And if you jazz it up, flower it up as much as you want, but I think you need to be direct. And as you said, she had made a statement to say, they're coming. And I think you need to make quite a direct statement back to say, actually... I don't think so. Yes, as you said, you can get your planner to get her to stay away from you, all that shit. But that, to me, leaves a little bit of weirdness. And I don't think you want that weirdness hanging around on your wedding day to go, do I have to have a confrontation? Do I have to fake smile? Remember what I always say, you should never be fake smiling on your wedding day. It's a one day. We fake smile all the fucking time. You think about how many times in the day that you smile or you agree or you go, yay, when you don't really feel like it. It's the day that you have to be genuine and it's the day that you deserve the right to make the decision as to who is there and no matter who's paying for it or what dramas it may cause, my gut is you need to take a stand and do it. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Good for you, Haley. Stand your ground. Hey, Alicia. First of all, your wedding advice is about the only sane voice that I've been able to find during my wedding planning. Thank you so much for everything you do. I listen to you all the time while I'm at work, and it just makes the workday go by a bit faster. So, I'm in a bit of a pickle. For some background, I'm 20 and my fiancé is 19. We got engaged, and our original wedding date was a year and a half out, so everybody was okay with it. But as we started planning, we realized that we didn't really need a year and a half. So we're getting married this October the 21st. 
And since changing the wedding date, my in-laws have gone insane. My mother-in-law is coming up with all sorts of excuses as to why we can't do it this year, and even threatening to keep the ring set she told us we could have. Now, I love my mother-in-law, but she's driving me crazy. It's been really hard on my fiancé, too. He feels like he's stuck in the middle. She is, afraid, she is afraid of how it will look with us moving up the wedding, because everyone's first reaction to us moving it up was, you're not pregnant, are you? Which, of course not, and it makes me so mad that everybody assumed that just because we're young. I mean, what, ha what was supposed to be fun and happy has quickly turned into a nightmare. How do I talk sense into my mother-in-law? I really just want to keep things civil. Thanks. Love from Florida, Trisha. Oh, Trisha, this is annoying because you know what you want to do. It's just everyone else's opinions, which I think is a bit of a running theme on this podcast and a running theme for so many bride chillers and groom chillers out there who are struggling with trying to communicate their wants and needs versus everyone else's expectations and desires. And it seems in this situation, you've made a decision and you, are, you know, I mean, bloody hell, if you can plan a wedding earlier and get it done and have a good time and pay for it and make it happen, go for it. And I mean, look, you're young. You don't need me to remind you that. I'm just saying it because I'm jealous. I got a good 10 years on you, actually more, Jesus. Uh, but the thing is, your parents need to figure their own shit out. And whether that is in the sense that you're young and they're like, whoa, our babies are getting married, we're, you know, blah, blah, blah. Old people just sometimes need a chance to warm up to stuff. And you giving them a year and a half, you know, they're probably like, oh, they're in their early 20s. They've moved on. You know, we'll, we'll get time to think about them being adults. And I think a lot of the time, parents' reluctance uh, to participate in weddings or reluctance to get jived about it is often their own problems in coming to terms with their kids growing up and moving out and not relying on them enough and needing their help. I think often we get a bit shitty and go, oh, it's just be more involved, just get involved. I'm not saying you're doing this, but I know with my dad, he wasn't as into the wedding. I wanted to ring up and chat because my mum's not around anymore to talk about it. So as my only parent, my dad, you know, was it. So I was sort of excited. I wanted someone to ring up and talk to stuff about. And he just didn't give me what I wanted back. And I was really hurt by that. And I think eventually my friend Julia said, look, maybe it's his problem for whatever reason. I still haven't really got to the bottom of it. And I'm going to find out. But whatever reason, it didn't necessarily, his actions didn't reflect how I felt he should feel. And I thought it was a bit disappointing. So I think when it comes to your in-laws and possibly your parents as well, they've got to work through their own stuff. And maybe that's a different approach to take. And this is can be transposed to so many different other problems that everyone else out there might be having. And it sometimes comes down to turning the questions down and around on them and just asking why, why they're worried. What are their concerns? How does it affect them? And not in, a, in an antagonistic way, can't speak. It's more just that if you allow them to sort of vent and, and say how they feel, it might make it a little easier for them and get them to realize that you're thinking of, of the situation from their perspective too. Just a different viewpoint, but I think you should do what's in your heart. And if you want to get hitched now, then, well, in a month's time, bloody do it. Enjoy it. They're going to come to the party, literally, I hope and enjoy it too. Communication, be strong, don't get angry, 
be calm and be the adult if they're not going to be. Changing your name after you get hitched? Then save yourself 13 hours of research, ditch the boring forms, and filing mishaps. Visit thebridechilla.com forward slash missus to get changing. Have you purchased your... Have you purchased... I need some sort of uh, shopping music under this. Have you purchased your bride chiller or groom chiller or maid chiller merchandise? The uh, bride chiller store has a number of wonderful items that I think you'll adore. This wasn't meant to sound like this sort of advertisement. And I can't even say advertisement. That is professional. No, look, I've got lots of great merch. It's great to be able to... uh, see people buy them obviously but also wear them so if you have purchased some merch it would be great if you can tag me in photos so I can see them and share them with other people because that also gives them the opportunity to go wow what a snazzy shirt maybe I'll purchase one too none of you speak like that on with the show guys hey Alicia and potentially fellow podcast listeners since you said you liked hearing accents I thought I'd send you a Swinglish voice message uh, from beautiful sunny Stockholm. Uh, not to rub it in your face, um, but it's a beautiful day here today. And since I did three years in London, I think I deserve it. Glad påsk to you, Cornelia. That is Happy Easter in Swedish. Why do I know that? I don't know. You were right. You can gloat about your happy, lovely, sunny weather because... Look, winter is coming for all of us in the Northern Hemisphere, and I think we all have to gloat whenever the sun is in the sky. Anyway, I got engaged about two months ago. I asked my then-boyfriend, now fiancé, if he would like to marry me one day, and he said yes. And so now we're planning our wedding in about a year, and we're doing a budget wedding surprise um and i got a little discouraged looking at (laughs) budget weddings online and um uh, listening to podcasts about budget weddings since um uh just to make it easy uh currency conversion uh our budget is about one zero less than most (laughs) budget weddings i'm seeing online And it's kind of freaking me out. I'm thinking, what am I missing? Uh, What are we doing wrong? Like, uh, how can we scrimp even more? And uh, because it's just not possible for us. Uh, We both have shitty jobs. Uh, I uh, also uh, work in fashion and art and things like that are not very lucrative. Um, So how we're solving it um, so far is uh, we've found a really cheap uh, venue, um, like £600 or something like that, maybe a bit less even, like £550, something like that, in uh, conversions. And uh, it's beautiful, it's a school, uh, it looks great, you can have it for the whole weekend, um, amazing. And since I work in fashion and art, um, blah, 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 we have lots of connections um, with photographers and uh, food people and uh, dressmaking people and things like that. So um, that's a few places we can save. 
Um, we're also uh, not doing any kind of um, favors or gifts or we're not having um, bridal parties. So no bridesmaids dresses or anything like that. Um, everyone we know <laughs> also have very little money. So no one is expecting um, uh, any like pre-parties or gifts or like custom t-shirts or totes or anything like that. I hope, <laughs> um, but I don't think so. So that's how we're saving. Uh, and I'm just uh, thinking, am I crazy? Uh, does this, will this not add up? And uh, do you have any other um, extreme budget tips uh, you can point me to or uh, anything I've missed uh, on the podcast so far uh, where you talk about uh, mini budget budgeters but oh, just gonna I'm just gonna skip that you know what I'm talking about um, so would love to hear uh, your thoughts on this and if you could shed some light uh, on a mini budget there we go um, all the best lots of love Happy days. Bye. Well, Cornelia, you sound like you have a lot of stuff already sorted out. And it's really good to hear that you aren't being, well, overcome with the pressures that I sometimes think people get really worked up with when it, when you're dealing with a smaller budget. And it's really hard talking about budget on this show because what some people would think is totally reasonable to spend on something. Others are like, are you crazy? Are you nuts? And that comes back to what you find value in. And value is something that is you, well, something that's a personal choice, what you're willing to spend on something versus what you can afford. Obviously, as you said, you're an artist, which is fabulous, and you have used resources that you have around you and people that are willing to help you out. And that, to me, is one of the best things when you have, you know, what some people say is a micro budget or a smaller budget for a wedding is being resourceful. And that's the easiest thing when you're connected to artistic types and creative types who are lateral thinkers. I have done a couple of past episodes about weddings under 5000 uh, dollars. So uh, I don't know what that is in in uh, euros, but well, I do actually. I could do maths. That was very lazy of me. Like four thousand euros. Is that right? Now, see, I'm giving you the wrong numbers. A smaller amount of euros, but even so, I do think, as you said, cutting the fat, like cutting things that aren't necessary, like you said. Although I thought it was quite ironic that I I was like buy a tote bag, and you're like we don't need tote bags. Of course, no one needs this stuff. So. It's a matter of what you picture that is important to you versus the things that people are going, you need this, you need that. Really, it's about you guys turning up and getting hitched in front of the people you love. And then if you want to add a bit of booze or some cupcakes or something else, then great. Add what you can and make it a rad party. I mean, music doesn't cost anything. A sound system it's pretty easy to find somewhere, you know. Everyone has speakers that they can transport to places. I think with any budget, it's important to just figure out exactly what you have to spend and stick to it and know that what you need to spend, get all the important things first. Know that what you are going to be investing in is a really fun celebration, but it is just that. 
the next day you're going to wake up and you're going to continue to live your life happily and healthily, I hope, and do other things. So it's great that you are, you know your limits, you know what you've got to spend and you know uh, what you want to achieve. That's like the foundations of success. If I, if I say anything right this episode, I think that's what it is. I will be doing more episodes. The the weddings, uh, sort of under $5,000, those sort of themed episodes are really popular. So if you have a suggestion, I played uh, Cornelia's uh, voice message because I think it was very cute, but also I wanted to use that as an impetus to say to people, if you have a specific topic, if you have a great budget tip that you would like to share, then I would love to include it in an upcoming episode. As always, your tips are the ones that mean the most to me and the things that you're actively doing. You know, I can go and Google 20,000 other tips, but when you actually write back or you leave me a voice message and say, this is where I found this awesome thing or I've saved money doing this or that, then it really helps out and I can help brides like Cornelia and actually brides like everyone out there and grooms out there listening who just want to save a buck or don't necessarily want to pay full price for things or would like to think laterally jump outside that normal box and get a good deal and no one will ever know that's the amazing thing i just want to finish this podcast by saying today the most amazing thing about getting a great deal whether it's hiring a dress instead of buying a dress whether it is using label name brand label not name brand what am i trying to say no label alcohol no one is ever going to know if you're saving money and you're getting a smashing deal you don't have to tell anyone i have a problem is when (laughs) and i i will if rich were here right now he would play along with this as well my lovely friend julia who you've heard on the show before. She's a performer. She's amazing. She always sort of says, I have this terrible habit of going, she'll go, Leash, you look great. What an amazing dress. And I'll go, oh, thank you. It was only 10 bucks. <laughs> and she always says, just accept the compliment. You don't always need to price tag things. So I have this frugalness in me, but I like to share my frugality. And that's great, but you don't necessarily need to do that when you're Uh, in your wedding dress on your wedding day going those shoes were five bucks or we got all the hors d'oeuvres from Costco for ten dollars or whatever so I think there's an element of maybe sometimes keep it in under your hat or tell everyone because you know getting deals is great did that all make sense I sometimes wonder when I finish hitting record did anything that I just said for the past 25 minutes make sense I hope so because gee, I enjoy making this podcast. And gee, I love hearing from you. I feel so privileged to be able to share this time with you and genuinely receiving your messages when they pop into my inbox, especially when I'm at my day job and I have a sneak, I put my headphones on and have a sneaky listen. And I feel like it's a bit naughty, but I enjoy just going, oh, someone's in Pennsylvania sending me an email. How exciting. So, you know, it's just a real, it's a real, it's a real pleasure spending this time with you. And I very much appreciate all of the support that you give, whether that is by leaving an iTunes review, sending a donation, or also just sending a testimonial, which is actually something that I would really appreciate if you are finding this helpful. And and I can do this via iTunes. This is not a problem. I can grab your iTunes reviews and I usually sometimes make them into Instagram posts or I put them on Facebook. But if you are a Bridechiller graduate or you're heading towards your wedding and you would like to send me your image, just an image of your face, 
<laughs> it sounds weird, but I promise it has a point. And a small, like one or two sentence review that I could put on the website because I am constantly tweaking the website. And it's nice to hear real feedback from real bride chillers and to see your face gives it legit. You know, it makes it legit. It's not just them thinking, oh, Alicia's made up reviews, which I would never do. But if that's something that you could do for me, I would be greatly appreciated and it will help other bride chillers, I don't know, might get them to push the download button and decide that listening to this show is a good thing. And again, if you know someone that's getting hitched, get them to join the Bride Chiller cult. There it is. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Looking forward to sharing next Monday's episode with you of the Bride Chiller podcast. Special guests returning, Megan and Rebecca from DestinationWeddings.com are in to talk all about honeymoon and wedding destinations overseas that you may not have thought of. Also, great travel tips for honeymoon planning, how to get good deals, what's hot, what's not. Actually, we don't talk about what's not. Everywhere's hot. Uh, Literally what's hot and what are some new places to travel to that you might not have considered. It's a very sexy interview, if I do say so myself. All my love, all my kisses. Happy days.